Welcome to episode seven of This Is How We Do It with Howie and Shep. We have Will K with us as well, and we're coming to you live on Sunday afternoon. Changing things up a little bit this week, uh, took a break from college football picks. Uh, so we're going to give you some analysis on upcoming bowl games, uh, talk a little bit about where we are in the NFL season, uh, who looks great for the playoffs, who does not. Um, we're also going to talk about a thrilling F1 championship uh, for those F1 fans. Um, but yeah, so let's get started. This is how we do it. Oh, of the home. Oh, All right, welcome back. Hey, Shep, how are you doing? Doing great, you know. Lovely Sunday morning. Ready to get into the uh, the thick of ball season, get into the NFL playoffs. Great time in sports. Can't be happier. Yeah, we're, we're coming to the wrap-up here. Uh, you know, it's bowl season for college football. Um, only a couple weeks left in the NFL. Um, you know, and there's still a lot, in my opinion, a lot that can change in the NFL. I mean, it's everything is really close. Um, so a lot of, lot of stuff we can talk about there. But I will say, um, I'm exhausted emotionally from this morning. Are you? Yeah, my alarm is set for 7.30, and that means Sunday race day, uh, as Will knows. Um this morning, I woke up at 7.30 for the F1 Championship. Uh, those of you following F1, I want to talk a little bit about the sport in general. And for the record, disclaimer here, um, Will and I watch F1. Shep does not. So I want to talk to Shep a little bit about why we like F1 and kind of like what my thoughts are. I, by no means, am an F1 expert. I admittedly got into it. By watching the Netflix documentary, which I'm not, people try to shame like two weeks ago. Yeah, like two yeah. weeks. People try to shame me. They're like, "Oh, you only watch F1 because of the Netflix documentary." Yes, that's fine. That's that's <laughs> right. I also only bought a plaid wool suit because I watched Peaky Blinders. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same same yeah. rationale right there. Yeah, it's just it's the same rationale. So I don't I don't think that's a diss. People be like, "Oh, but, but no, that's not the case." But I'm not an expert. But this morning, uh, we had the championship race. Obviously, Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton were coming in tied today um, into the race. And and it was actually, for the most part, a pretty boring F1 race in Abu Dhabi. Um, yeah. You know, there's, Lewis had a monster lead throughout the entire race. Um, I mean, it wasn't even close. I think Lewis had a 16-second lead at one point. Um, and, you know, Max literally, I mean, they didn't have anything else they can do, you know, uh, Sergio Perez had some really good driving um, to kind of help Max out there a little bit. But even that, I mean, the, the race was over. I mean, I, I was kind of watching towards the end. Um, but really what changed is the a crash at the end, a safety car comes out. Um, and then there's some, you know, there's some controversy. There was a controversy in the first in the first turn uh, that that kind of uh, that Lewis went way over out of the track. Um, and so but th- and then after that, there was pretty much no action at all. Last lap or last couple laps, safety car comes out, um, and they're kind of just going around. We actually think the race is going to end in a safety car, um, but that that does not happen. And basically, long story short, um, you know, this they all, they're basically all next to each other for the safety car. The FIA race directors decide to let all the lapped cars pass, so it's basically just Lewis and Max wheel to wheel for the last lap, uh, which is a huge gift to Max. Um, and, you know, Max had the fresher tires, softer tires, and ended up beating him out in the last lap to take the world championship. I mean, 
whether you like uh, Lewis or you like Max, you know, they had a great year. Uh, my first F1 season, like I said, and um, you know, people are telling me, oh, you know, this is the best F1 season ever. So, like, don't expect this going forward. Like, this year was the best ever. Uh, but I feel pretty good. So I want to talk a little bit about it. People always ask me, why do you watch it? Why do you watch it? Or, you know, how do, what do you like about it? Um, so here, here's, here are my initial thoughts. Um, I did watch the documentary, and there's a few things that I really like about it. Um, the first thing is that there's only 20 drivers in the entire F1 circuit. So it's something very easy for you to get into, right? So there's only, there's only 20 drivers, so it's not like you're remembering 30 NFL teams or all NBA teams. There's only 20 people, 10 teams. And the teams have very... Um, well-known names like Red Bull, Mercedes. So it's not like you're remembering these teams you've never heard of. And it's very easy to put faces to names. And they're also always wearing gear of the team. So it's very easy to kind of like get into quickly and have a map of the racers and what, and what the deal is. That's my first thing I like about it. Second thing I like about it is that they, the timing of the race, it's Sunday morning, right? Before the NFL, um, you know, you really you know, what else are you doing? You know, go to church or whatnot. But then, you know, you have time to watch the race. Um, and because, because all the races are, are really not in the United States, the time zone. So they're really nice for, uh, for Americans to watch. Um, and then, you know, you have the Saturday qualifying in the morning. So you, you really can make a weekend out of it. It's my second thing I like about it. Third thing, I think the most important thing is, and I'm not like a NASCAR guy, um, but really the personalities are so good. Uh, between the the people that coach, I guess, coach the race drivers um, and just the racers drivers themselves are just so good. They're all very young. They're all super rich. They all live in Monaco and they live these crazy lives. And on the weekends, they come drive these cars at 200 miles an hour on these crazy tracks, essentially. So that's that's really my thoughts. And it's mainly like my thing is if, if you want to get into it, um, watch the documentary. Don't be shamed. Like, people are trying to shame me into it. It's the best way to get into it. It's pretty exciting. So, Shep, you have 98 days till the next race. All right. So, you have 98 days to watch three seasons, 30 episodes at 34. I mean, uh, it'll be four by the time yeah, the next season Yeah, but starts, so, so you basically have a... Years, yeah. Not that bad. So, you have 40 episodes many, you got to watch. Okay, Half-hour episodes. Season. So, like, 10 episodes, half hour. You could legitimately do it in a weekend if you really wanted to. Yes, but you have 98 days. So, yeah. so you got you got to get on it. So, it's really good. Do you have any... Thoughts from, from today's race? Thoughts from the season? Yeah, so, I mean, I think that it was, I mean, a phenomenal season. I also, I, everyone I've talked to who's watched the Netflix docuseries Drive to Survive, three seasons out, starting in 2018, has fallen in love with F1. It is so freaking entertaining. The personalities are electric. You got Christian Horner, Toto Wolf. Uh, even the Haas team can be entertaining at times, even though, you know, for people who watch F1 know that Haas is... Mm -hmm. absolutely terrible um just crap car um and i mean i think this we'll just talk about today i mean i am a red bull fan i thought max and sergio did excellent in the qualifying rounds on saturday um was really looking forward to today um they showed a lot of their teamwork that i think we were hoping to see and then right off the bat you know max and lewis touch I will go down and say that, you know, Lewis took way too much advantage of Max accidentally bumping into him to just absolutely cut the fucking corner off turn one. It was, it was ridiculous. Was I, I, thought they, I thought they were for sure going to be trading places there. Yeah, that was bullshit. No, they did not. No, that was bullshit to start yeah. the race off. And, I mean, that gave Lewis a massive advantage. 
I think Red Bull took advantage of, uh, they pitted Max one time and then they pitted him again during the first safe virtual safety car, which was great. That was when Raikkonen, uh, driver of the day and now retired F1 Alpha Alpha Romeo, Kimi Raikkonen went into the barrier and retired for the day. Don't blame him. Uh, ended a nice career there. Um, got one there, changed his tires onto the hards. And then they had another virtual safety car because Nicholas Latifi, who is, this is the only thing I've ever enjoyed seeing Nicholas Latifi do for Williams. I mean, he's, abs- he's I don't know if it's the car or him. I don't know too much about Nicholas Latifi. No, he doesn't stand out at all. Usually he's competing for 18th place out of 20. Uh, he slams into the wall. I don't even think anyone touched him for that matter. Uh, and, you know, that led to what we, I like Mikey said, we all thought it was going to be a, vert- a safety car for the entire thing. And then... Out of absolutely nowhere, it seemed like the stewards, the officials, decided to allow overtaking during under a safety car, which allowed Max to get around a couple other drivers that he got stuck behind because of the safety car on his fresh new soft tires, which are made for speed. Lewis Mercedes, Total Wolf, probably lost his fucking mind <laughs> again. Probably slammed his Bose headphones again. And I mean... Yeah. The second that happened, I was like, "I Max has a shot because Lewis changed his tires at lap like twelve or fifteen out of fifty eight, and Max had changed his three times." I mean, yeah. I, at that moment, I Max. Yeah, won I, th- I I think Red Bull Red Bull got lucky at the end, um, but they also played a really good strategy. I mean, being behind sixteen seconds, I mean, they did everything they could to make up time here and there. It was and it was like slight little like chunks, like second here, yeah, a second there, like. And making sure that you know we they had the chance to do if it came down to this a great last lap which it did, um, and they they really I mean they they it, Christian uh, Christian said uh, Red Bull pr- team principal said with t- ten laps to go he said we need a miracle for Max yeah. to win yeah um, and that's what they got so um, really really great race I thought uh, great season I'm looking forward to next season 98 days till the first race um, if you haven't watched the Netflix doc, uh, I'd give it a shot. Uh, it's really easy watch, um, thirty minute episodes, ten, three, gonna be four seasons, um, and it'll. It's really, it's really is like reality TV. Yeah. Um, Last two things great. I'll say on it: one about the doc. I think what they do really well is starting off from season one, episode one, with yeah. the best personalities, putting Daniel Ricardo as yeah. the first person they even mention in the entire sport mm-hmm. in season one episode one is a phenomenal move because even if you're not a mclaren fan danny ricardo is electric personality he's been yes. part of my take several times everyone loves him yeah even if you're not a mclaren guy never forget his move from red bull to renault which <laughs> i will never understand the intelligence behind that move but you know you got you got to do to get that bag um but i also cleared the way for max to be yeah you know red bull's Main guy. And other thing I'll say is that if Lewis Hamilton is going to continue to bitch and moan every time someone does dangerous driving, yeah. God forbid anyone be aggressive in this fucking sport near Lewis, it's a fucking act of terrorism against him. Like, it's unreal how he hacks around it. It rattles his brain anytime someone comes mildly close to him. He's like, oh, these are dangerous drivers. When he said last week in Jeddah, when he called, he said Max is playing by a different set of rules. I mean, get the fuck over it, dude. Like, no one's calling it a penalty or anything. Get over yourself. You lost. Get over it, man. Like, seriously, yeah. just shut the fuck up. I, and, like, the sport, like, if it's it's all about overtakes, right? That's yeah. that's literally the, like, if you're a good driver, you're good at overtakes, and Max is very good at it. And, yeah, like, the sport is dangerous. Like, that's just a fact. 
So, you know, to, to every single time it seems like Lewis gets overtaken or he doesn't get a call his way, uh, it's always overtaking this, that, the other thing. So yeah. that's, I think, what we'll say on that. We're looking well, forward to one, one last one more thing, th- sorry, is that during the actual races, and they did a shitty job of it today, they did a shitty job all season, that Mikey just brought the overtakes. Apparently, they've been tracking overtakes all year, and apparently Kimi Raikkonen is leading the fucking... He was, yeah. I, I had no idea yeah. because they've well, never shown him overtaking anyone. They've never ever. shown him overtaking anybody. They show Lewis or Max with like a 90-second lead on everyone else for the yeah. entire time. Yeah, and I mean... There was Kimi... a good battle today, too, in the middle of the pack. I don't know how yeah, they'll they notice don't, it. Yeah, they don't show... Between uh, the Alpine cars, Esteban Ocon and Fernando Alonso, and then Daniel Ricciardo and then McLaren and Charles Leclerc, Mikey's favorite driver yeah. of all time in the Ferrari. The four of them were within about... A, a second and a it half. It was crazy. Each other yeah. The, the only time they the showed them, the only, spot. the only time they showed them was when Lewis was passing to yeah, lap. The only, yeah. And then Max got stuck behind them in the safety car. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. they need to do a better job. They of need to do a better job of that. But uh, I think, I think more Americans are watching the sports. So that should be interesting to see. Um, you know, we'd love two Grand Prix here. I think the next Grand Prix for the United States is in Miami next Miami year. Miami 2022, unfortunately no longer at the circuit of the Americas in Austin, but Miami should be. Miami. Good. Tickets are already sold out. Yeah, I know. My, yeah. I looked, it was like $4,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, Miami suits the sport better. Mm-hmm. Um, the Austin, people in Texas have loved it, though. Yeah, I'm and sure. And Ricardo and all of them have been doing the boots and uh, yeah, cowboy yeah, yeah, hats yeah, yeah, yeah. for years at Coda. It's great. Yeah, but I think Miami's a good fit for them. Mm-hmm. They can all drive their yachts over or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. It's going to sail across the Yeah, Atlantic. it's going to sail across the Atlantic. From Monaco to Miami. Like Amelia Earhart. Oh, okay. We all know how that worked out. So, Well, we don't know, actually. That's true. So, all right. Let's let's get into it. Uh, thank you to all our listeners for letting uh, us do an F1 escapade. Thank you, Shep, as all well. Right, all about it. Yeah, we, uh, we were very fired up, mostly exhausted from an early Sunday morning. But let's get into it. So... Army Navy yesterday. Um, I qu- quick thoughts on Army Navy. Um, it was actually a pretty good game. I'm I'm happy Navy won. Everyone thought Army was going to smoke them. We saw Navy uh, live, and they put up a pretty good fight against Cincy. Um, yep. So it was it was a good game. And it's one of the, it's a rivalry game that it always seems like whichever team is the better team is the one that ends up losing that game. Yeah, there are years where Navy is clearly the better team, and Army finds a way to yeah to pull out the win. Um, I feel like Navy usually is the better team. Yeah. And Army this year had the better record, came in stronger season, stronger everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they both played very similar styles of game, too. Both are the triple yeah. option. Yeah. And, uh, but, hey, as it goes with rivalry. I was I was big on the over um, with 34 and a half yesterday. Uh, did not hit. Did no, not hit. Never, but we that's were, never going to we, hit. We, 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 were, we, were getting, we were getting close, though. I. Everyone's like, oh, under forever, under forever. But no, I mean, I was like, you know what, 34 points. Uh, seems the, like a little. But seems like a seems little. So but it's just so, so, it's a lot for these teams. Scoring's when always they a premium only for run. Two and triple so, option teams. I was always, I've always been on the Army Navy under since day one of my entire life, maybe. They, you can throw out the record books with this game. Yeah, they're, they're, whatever they've been scoring all year. I think one, I think Jeremy made a point yesterday that like Army lost to Wake Forest 70 to 56. Like mm-hmm. there's no defense played. With this game, they put everything on the line, and the under has hit, like, every single year. Yeah. Damn near close. Like, it's yeah. barely an over. So, yeah, well, the well, under is always easy money, Army-Navy. I, I think the, to- the total was t- 30 or 31, whatever it was. Yes. Um, but that's but I want to mention one thing about this game. Um, so, fourth and one, Navy has the ball fourth and one from their own 34-yard line. We think they're going to punt. Uh, they're up. It's, it's early in the fourth quarter. Early in the Clear fourth quarter. situation. They're up. Um, so it's not like they're, you know, they need to go for it or whatever it is. 
Um, they obviously, um, you know, they're in their own territory deep. This is a clear, this is a cut and dry yes. punting situation. No questions asked. I mean, so they get to the line and they snap it to Diego. It, it, Diego Fago, which. They, 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 so they, who is an, an excellent player in, in college football. He's very strong linebacker. Um, so they solid player. Yeah. So they, they sat the ball to Diego Figo and, uh, he gets the ball and runs for a first down. Okay. He's, yeah. he's I, acting as like it's a, a direct snap to the up back and he, he gets it and takes off, gets like a yard. two or three yards that the needed to, okay. to get so major no, play. So nobody, nobody thinks anything of it. Like obviously surprising, um, surprising play call, but like, who knows? It's a gutsy move. It paid off. Nobody really thought anything of it. Um, after the game, they're interviewing him, and they say, oh, you know, what was your reasoning behind um, that play? You know, what was it the coach's call? Head, yeah. Was it was it whose call was it? And he goes, I had no idea the ball was going to be snapped to me. <laughs> and she goes, what? And he goes, oh, yeah, I had no idea. The ball, my, the ball came to my face, and um, it was football instincts from there. I caught it, and I ran. Amazing. Okay. Then she follows up with a question saying, oh, was it the coach's call where you just not – like, is there, was there a miscommunication? He goes, no, the coaches had no idea. The long snapper made the decision single-handedly that they were going to go for it. Didn't tell anyone. Snapped it to the up back, and that was it. You know? He made the, the rogue decision. Uh, he made himself. They, he just decided. He got to the line and said, it, we're going for you it. You gotta I'll wonder if he does have... You know, I'm the long snapper. He's probably been there for. He's probably this is his fourth year. If he's able to make that decision, you know, or thinks he has the freedom to do that, even for whatever reason, you got to think he's allowed to. If he sees something, you think? I don't know. It, I've never heard of a player doing. I mean, to me, and then not is, even telling. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. You you run the triple option as it is as Navy. Picking you you expect to pick up a yard no matter what. You would think. I agree because you would think if the coaches wanted to pick wanted to go for it or wanted to keep possession they would have just lined up and went yeah it's right. fourth and one right. you're a triple option team yeah you expect to get a yard on every single play right and and then but not even telling the guy that's going to be receiving yeah. the snap yeah what if he like, there's not it? some sort of sign no what if he wasn't paying attention right and they just snapped it to him and he like happened to be looking the other way or looking down the field yeah. He literally said the ball was just coming to my face. I grabbed it and I ran. You know, maybe that's exactly what he knew. The adrenaline would take over. And uh, Insane. Yeah. Insane. Um, so I want to mention this as a Cowboys fan, Shep. Um, Jason Garrett going to be Duke's head coach. He's not, actually. Duke has passed him up. Oh, wait, really? Which means Jason Garrett isn't even good enough to be Duke's head coach. Really? Yes. Oh, I thought he they're was. Hiring, um, so no, for, they're hiring... So Jason Garrett, former uh, Cowboys coach, and just got fired uh, from the Giants' mm. offensive coordinator. Um, I thought he was going to Duke, but I guess not. That's hilarious. No, they're hiring that, uh, Mike Elko as uh, I think AM. Uh, so Duke, Duke, at irrelevant football school. Yes, passed up a former NFL head coach. Correct. And I mean, <laughs> that's it, just I, how bad Jason and Duke Garrett was. One is. of the worst. I mean. One of the worst programs in the in in oh, college easily. football this year. Easily, and granted, easily. I mean, look, they've never really been good historically. But they've had some good seasons. You know, people people in the last decade kind of forget that how bad of a program Duke was because they had some levels of success. Right. In the last in the last uh, decade, I just or thought so. that was so funny. The coaching carousel because we talked about it last week. Yes. Um, I figured I'd throw that in there, but that 
is very funny that they he, passed him up he on He was it. named the front runner, and even he wasn't good enough to go be Duke's head coach. Like, that's how the fall of Jason Garrett. And it, <laughs> it's such poetic justice. I know, it, it is. It's it is. I love Jason Garrett, the man. I think he has... Yeah. I think he belongs in an NFL locker room and can do some good things, um, and, you know, as a consultant or something like that. But he cannot be on the football field. <laughs> Like, he's, he's such a terrible actual coach. Yes, he's awful. Um, but I thought, I thought hey, you know, Duke's a, he can sit at Duke for a while and be fine, mediocre. But no, he can't, they can't even, can't do, even that. do that. Um, so we have some bowls coming up. And we're, so we're going to talk about some of the uh, less popular bowls. We have a couple weeks until uh, the yeah, playoffs. Which, and I love bowl season. Yeah. I mean, you get to see some ridiculous matchups. There's always two to three games that... You know, you'll just turn it on, and the final score ends up being, you know, 75 to 70 and you know, the eighth overtime. Right, right. So it's, it's just good football um, as we kind of wait for the college football playoffs to, yeah. to come around at the end of the year. Um, and a couple other of the uh, good bowls, especially. Well, I, I, I want to get your take, um, you know, after, what, what, how do you feel about Georgia? Um, I don't think... Yeah, last time we did the pod, we... Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. We played like shit. Um, you know, I think... Uh, hopefully it's a wake-up call. We'll see. If we play like that, we're done. I mean, we don't stand a chance against Michigan if we come out and play like that. Will we? I don't know. Um, we've got a lot of time for that before we get to that game. Um, yeah. I'm sure we will do another show and do a... Do a kind of the, the college playoff slash... Uh, New Year's Six bowl game preview show, and yeah. we'll give you some picks on that and whatnot. Um, so I'll have more prepared thoughts when I can kind of digest and see what you know. I picked up on where the team thinks. Yeah, going. I, well, I want to get your initial reaction. Um, I know it was just a tough. They it just really seemed like they never could really. They never keep seemed up. like they. It seemed like some stupid mistakes. Um, I mean, I've always said the way you're going to beat Georgia is. Uh, is to be able to throw deep on them. Mm -hmm. No team has been able to, whether it's because our pass rush has gotten to them, uh, to in which we had no pass rush uh, against Alabama, or you know uh, that that. But that for whatever reason, you know that's exactly what Alabama was able to do was capitalize on the deep ball. Yep. Yep. Um, exactly. So, but live, live to live to fight another day. Yep. You know, we'll we'll talk more about it. But uh, just wanted to get your initial thoughts. Let's talk about some fun bowls here. Um, but before we get into that, I want to talk about bowl gifts. Yes. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, um, in the player suites at, at these bowls, they basically just get like a, uh, a goodie bag, like a goodie bag essentially. Yeah. And some are really great and some are absolutely horrible. Yes. Um, so, you know, and if you, so if you were a college football player, chef, what would, what would be in your ideal gift bag? Do you think? What, what would you want? What would be, would you consider being, Hey, this is a really great gift. You know, if for me, I'd like, obviously a lot of times when looking through the 2020 gift list that we've pulled up here, um, just to get some ideas, like, you know, the gift card's always nice with Amazon gift card or Matt, yeah. you know, one of those prepaid MasterCards. Right. Right. You're always going to use that. And they're always a couple hundred bucks at least. Yeah. Um, you know, the commemorative bag, like it sounds lame, but it's going to probably be a nice duffel or a nice backpack that you will actually get use out of and it's going to contain all your stuff in there anyways. Yeah. Um, I mean, and some of them are just amazing gifts. I mean, uh, I think it was uh, Oregon, Oregon, Iowa State last year in the Fiesta Bowl. Granted, it is sponsored by PlayStation, right. but they all got PS5. That's pretty nice. That's awesome. Like, yeah. You can't buy a PS5 now. Uh, especially, like, they're like 700 bucks. They're, they're not available. 
Like, it's like <laughs> supply chain issues. They're, you can't even get them. <laughs> they And, like, a lot of these players that are, like, backups that have really never, ever touched the field or yeah. if you're, like, a freshman, that's a great gift for not really doing nothing. Yes. Um, so, that, so that's a good one. I saw last year at the Valero Bowl, $515 Amazon gift card, mini helmet, and a signed team photo. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you really can't get better than that. 515 bucks for Amazon is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, for really not, like I said, for these backups and these freshmen who really are just kind of coming along for the ride, that's a pretty sweet gift. Yeah. That's not money bad. Money in your pocket. Um, the worst one I saw was the uh, Camellia Bowl. That one was pretty bad. Beanie They're... and backpack is tough. Beanie well, and backpack, yeah. When you when you compare, I love a good beanie. Don't get me wrong, and I love a good backpack. But yeah. when you're comparing that to five hundred and fifteen dollar Amazon that, gift card, because there's some ones that like, yeah, I'd rather have the gift card, and that's shitty. That like you don't you not get a gift card in it. But like even the next one on this list, the Curable, uh, which yeah. is Liberty Coastal Carolina, you get a dry fit shirt, canteen, but you're also getting a solar powered party cooler. With a built-in speaker. That's pretty like, nice. I mean, yeah, at least, like, that's not a mini football in a... Mini... You know, in the, a mini fu- the, <laughs> like, the mini football in a beanie is, like... Like, at least you're going to use It's, like, literally this. something you would get at, like, an 11-year-old's birthday yes. party as a gift. Yeah, just a party a, favorite for an 11-year-old. Yeah, literally. Like, like and, and the theme of the party is football yeah. in winter. Yeah. That's, that's what... <laughs> winter football party. <laughs> winter football party. That's the big gift, gift bag you get, not at these million-dollar bowl games. The Surpro First Responder Bowl, you're getting a phone charger... Football and apparel item. They don't even say what it is. Just apparel item. The phone charger is truly amazing because nobody wants that. Yes. I mean, you could always use a good phone charger, yes, but I can buy a lot of them with my $515 Amazon exactly. gift card. Like, if you're not going to give me the gift card, give me some cool shit. I mean, the sun, some come with sunglasses and, like, wireless headphones fi- and stuff like a that. $5 uh, wireless headphones would be good. I think I saw that on the list. There's a couple that do that. A, yeah iPhone charger would be a wild gift to receive. Absolutely, I would. Terrible. I would not play in that game. I would say this is this is a letdown. I'm literally not playing. I'm not playing. You, were, you gave me. You gave us shit. You're making it's. It cost us. You know the team has to pay to go. Right. Like, for there's sure. Teams right. That, like right. Legitimately have to run. Like some of these smaller teams legitimately have to have like fundraisers. Right. To be able to get there. Yeah. To the bowl game. Yep. So um, let's talk about some of these bowls. We're not going to touch on any of the big bowls. We're just going to talk yeah. on some of the funny bowls. Um, I want to start with. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. I mean, what an all-time sponsor. Duke's Mayo Bowl. Very good sponsor. It's the Battle of the Carolinas. I mean, it, intrigue on top because, yes, I mean, it's, you got, you got Sam Howell coming out there um, that, you know, he's had an up and down year. Is he going to, is he going to be a first round pick or not? Probably right. not anymore. He's, his stock has probably fallen pretty. He, he went from a potential first quarterback taken to probably going to be in the third round now yeah i mean it's it, it's literally other than just the rivalry i mean the gamecocks haven't been uh to a bowl, bowl game since 2018 so they're back uh in a bowl they're playing okay unc's not been playing well they ended six and six on the season yeah. um you know the, the two, two teams that went opposite directions everyone thought unc was gonna have a great yep, season yep. they crashed and burned yes usc getting managing to battle their way to six and six yeah um to have a fun bowl that's the Carolinas playing, I'm definitely interested in this bowl. Um, we'll be excited to watch. So, well, here's the here's the kicker of this bowl. So, instead of a Gatorade bath, there's a potential of a mayo bath. But, wait, wait, it gets better. So, the it's, it's not a guarantee. So, the bowl is making a deal. If the winning team dumps mayo on the head coach, they will donate $10,000 to a charity of the team's choice. 
I mean, there's no way this doesn't happen, right? Like, can well, you imagine Mac you're Brown You're an asshole getting... if you're like, no, yeah. I don't want mayo myself. So then they don't donate $10,000 to charity. Right. So, like, that's like, you now have to do it. Yes. And, like, <laughs> they, they, basically the bowl is actually genius of the bowl. Because yes. now you ha- you look like an asshole if you don't do it. So you there will be a mayo bath. Yes. Um, which is disgusting. Which is disgusting. And it's funny because it's, I mean, if you look at... The two coaches, they're they're polar opposites, right? Like UNC's coach, and so USC's coach, uh, Shane Beamer, young coach, up yeah. and comer. He's forty four. You know, I'm sure he's all about it. You yeah. know, whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. do it for the kids. UNC's coach, Mac Brown. <laughs> you know, old man, been around the block for a while now. Like, you know, he does not want man no, no. on him. No, I mean, he might. He like, might. He, he's he might, won national championship. He might like, throw this game yes. just because of that. Yes. He just is that. So. And how do you think they do that? Like, is it in a bowl? Like, just like, because like, sometimes you have to get a knife, it, you know, to get, to get it out. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't flow. really. It doesn't. So do you think it's water down that's just mayo? Like, oh, that's even worse. I feel like that's <laughs> even worse. Like, you think someone's in there like spooning it out <laughs> onto them? Like, I envision like having it in like a in like a roasting tray. Oh man, like one of those metal like yeah. tin foil aluminum roasting trays, and just. Through, like just shaking it and, and oh, that's, just that's, get it everywhere. Yeah, it's disgusting. What What are your thoughts on mayo? Are you a mayo fan? Um, are you a Duke's mayo fan? <laughs> I am not a mayo fan, but I am an aioli fan, which is just mayo. So you're just fancy mayo. Yes. Uh, like if you if you say I'm gonna put a mayo on the sandwich, I say no way. You say I'm gonna put an aioli on this sandwich, even if all it's about. just mayo. Even if it's you, like a little it, lemon zest yeah, added to yeah, it or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I'm all in on it. I'm, I love aioli aiolis. I love chipotle mayo. Uh, basil aioli, hot honey aioli, uh, <laughs> really anything else. I just don't like mayo itself. I don't like the idea of mayo. I didn't realize that it was eggs until I was like 18. Yeah. I didn't know what the hell it was. Yeah. But I realized it was eggs and it made me like it less. Um, anyways, Duke's Mayo Bowl, keep an eye out. It's worth watching, even if you tune in for the last three tune, seconds. Yeah. You gotta see, see the mayo, mayo bath happens. Uh, next, let's move on to the Fenway Bowl. Um, this is a really cool at Fenway cool. Park. Um, yeah. I think it'll be really awesome. It's going to be packed. I think people are going to want to go um, in Boston. I think it'll be fun. SMU opened at a, a one-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, but the line has flipped to Virginia as a one-and-a-half favorite early in December. Uh, the total hasn't moved, sitting at a rocket rocket ship pace, 71-and-a-half. Wild. Um, I SMU's played okay. You know, I don't really know much about Virginia, how they played this season. Virginia's had has one they have they've had an up and down season, not not great. Um especially in the ACC, which is poor. Uh it's you know, it's such a down year. I think Virginia expected to have a little didn't to not finish six and six in a year when the ACC when Clemson is bad when everyone is bad. Yeah. Um right. right. They didn't take advantage of it. Yeah. Um and look, I mean it, who cares? But they have one of the best the, the thing that stood out to me is the seventy-one and a half. Yeah, well, the, right. So like, this so is the, so our, the point about this game is who cares? You got to root for points here. Seventy-one and a half. That's a lot of points for two mediocre. Highest teams. over under of the of the bowl slate. Right. Yeah, oh, now. he's not even close. I don't think. So you know what? What do you do here? Like the teams are okay. Like, it's not like you're dealing with <laughs> offensive powerhouses. But they both were. So. In a way, it almost is. You know, it's kind of when you get to the when you looked at like some of the those Hawaii teams sure. or Houston. A lot of times, wouldn't they play this the the air raid system? Yeah, the, where it's just about scoring points. You know, yeah. you know they're not going to play defense is the thing. Virginia had one of. I mean, Virginia had probably a top 
maybe maybe top two or three offense in the ACC. That's true. Um, That's true. I guess SMU, uh, same thing. They, they've they love to put up points. They love to throw the ball. Um, so are you gonna t- are you gonna take this over? You know, I you ha- I think you have to just root for points. You just have to because if the over under that high, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, yeah, you gotta take this over. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, for sure. And I think you watch this game, you root for points. Like I said, this this could be the one. Like I said, where it gets to the fourth or fifth overtime, and we're looking at the final score being sixty eight to to sixty six or whatever. You know, <laughs> like uh, in the fourth or fifth overtime, because it, it always happens once a bowl season where you yeah. just have insanely yeah. high scoring games. And look, you. I mean, you. Yeah, I think you gotta take the over. Um, if you have no stake in the game, take the over. It'll be fun. Let's go to there. These are actually two good games we're going to talk about: the Peach Bowl, the pre, the pre New York New Year's Six Bowls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Peach Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Um, we got Michigan State at Pitt. Um, you know, Michigan State ever since they lost to Big Brother, um, you know, they haven't looked as good as they did in the beginning of the season. Uh, they they had a pretty good year. I mean, they're not. Yeah. They're you know it's a pretty good year. Um, their running back Kenneth Walker is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you have Kenny Pickett on the other end of this as well. He's probably, I mean, I mean he's going to be, it's going to be him or Matt uh, Corral as the first quarterback taken this year. Um, they're both probably going to be top 10, top 15 picks. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean, whatever the over is in this game, I'm probably going to take it. Um, pretty, two pretty good offenses. I mean, I think if Kenneth Walker can can get in a groove, I mean, he can run for a million yards. Yeah, we saw it against same Michigan. Thing. Kenny Pickett could throw for four hundred. <laughs> yeah, so almost. I so I so. think I'm definitely whatever the over is. I'm definitely gonna take it in this game. Over sixty and a half is what I see it at right, right now. now. Sixty and a half. You know, I probably I, am I, with you on the other. I'd probably that. sprinkle that unless it gets really high. I would probably go with that and and hope that these these guys come out and play some good the, offense. There is some more defense that is both these teams can play defense. Is the difference? I think that's why you don't see it at the seventy. That sure. Uh, of SMU Virginia, right. these teams can play defense. They've shown that, um, and they're both two. They're two good programs this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're top fifteen teams, deservedly so. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I think Michigan, like I said, if they, if they if Michigan State beats Michigan in that game, I think you could see Michigan in the college playoffs right now. Um, Michigan State in the college playoffs, excuse me. So, yeah. so two two really good teams. Moving on to the Alamo Bowl, another good game. I mean, Oregon OU, uh, two disappointing. Two- years for both these teams yeah I think. I think they both thought that they had real playoff aspirations and the interesting thing here is both are now playing without their head coaches yes <laughs> um yes. both of their head coaches have now left yeah um so it it'll be it, it's gonna it seems like it's gonna be a type of game of which team does just show up and want it more because yeah. literally these teams are playing for nothing yeah i have no i have no um prediction on this game i'm gonna take a look at the line and see kind of where things are as we get closer i see it at oklahoma four and a half right now i can I mean, see that moving as yeah, I, we know i i really i think either of these teams can win oklahoma four and a half i'll probably i'll probably take oregon i mean four and a half who knows i think it's gonna be a field goal game um but I mean, this really means nothing to these teams it's really gonna be a matter of who just plays better like shep said um you know both them had disappointing seasons no head coaches it could just be a total shit show yeah um, but it'll be fun to watch, and it, it could be a good game. It's the two two of the best teams in the country. Yeah, you know? exactly. So it could be good. Um, we're gonna do something we don't usually do. We're gonna talk. We're gonna finish off this episode talking about the NFL real quick, kind of where where teams stand, um, what what our kind of thoughts are. We'll start at the AFC here. So the the Patriots uh, are number one seed in the AFC at nine and four, followed by the Titans, Ravens, Chiefs, Chargers, Bengals, and Bills. 
So all these teams are kind of in back and forth this year. Yeah. Um, you know, Patriots started out um, cold. You know, Mac Jones was kind of finding his groove, and then suddenly they are hot. You know, they they were barely losing. They barely lost to the Bucks. They had a bunch of close games. Yeah, they're on like a six game winning streak or whatever it yes. is. Yes, and now they're seven game winning. Streak. And now they're just winning. Last week, Mac Jones uh, threw three times. Three times. And that game they was won. wild. I mean, I know. I understand the weather was terrible. I mean, how if you're Buffalo, do you not go there and say, how do you let them run for however many yards it was? 45 rush attempts. Yeah. You you are playing against a rookie quarterback in terrible weather conditions. You're putting 11 people in that box. You're saying, I'm making you beat me in these. I am Mac Jones. If you can throw, if you can complete 10 of 12 passes, complete some long third downs, then then, so we lose. Yeah. So so be be it. They, but you let them run all over. They you. Mac Jones threw one pass. It was up until four minutes in the third quarter. One pass, and they were win. I mean, they were winning. Josh Allen was throwing the ball pretty well. Given dude's got given, a cannon, he could throw it through the way. Yeah, given yeah. the given the circumstances, I mean, he was playing with Mac. It's unbelievable. They could not stop. But I mean, the AFC. It's interesting this year. I mean, yeah, you look at it. I mean, it, it, we're talking AFC right now. We'll talk NFC next, but. You know, they kind of mirror each other in the sense that there's no dominant team this year. Like, on either side. I mean, the NFC probably is a little better top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the NFC is a little more competitive. Um, But, yeah, you look at, I mean, like you said, you look at the playoffs that they started today. You'd have New England as the one seed. Wild. Yeah. Wild to think that New England would be the one seed. Tennessee Tennessee 2, Baltimore 3, Kansas City 4. And then the wild cards, you got the Chargers, Bengals, and the Bills. Yeah. Um, all, all, and a lot of teams still in the mix here. I mean, Indianapolis is in the mix. Yeah. Raiders, uh, Cleveland even. is very much in the mix. Yeah. So even the Dolphins. Are, I mean, it's really, it's, they're, they're so, I mean, they're all, the, all these teams are separated by no games or one game. Yeah. So, you know, it, these I, last. I like few, the parody this year. Yeah. It, it's I nice. mean, this. Except, except just, of course, the Patriots are the one seed. Like, okay. how does that happen? Of course. And, you know, you can't... I mean, you don't want the Patriots going into the playoffs in the one seed because Belichick is going to be a tear. You don't ever want a you know, one seed Patriot AFC if you're at a, another team because Belichick is unbelievable in the Home playoffs. field advantage in the playoffs. It's going to be tough to go... It's, it's going to be tough to go to New England and get some win, and get multiple... It's going to be tough for New England to lose at home in the playoffs. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, especially the way they're playing now. So that's this, these are all really big games, these last final weeks of the NFL. Yeah. Um, so all these great teams, finishes in the AFC. All, all these teams need to win. The Patriots have uh, Colts today, uh, Bills. It's a massive game, yeah. Jaguars and Dolphins. So, look, the Colts, you know, it, the, they're going to get the Bills rematch here um, in two weeks. It's going to be, a, I mean, absolutely these must games, win for the Bills. Must win for the Bills. These games are must wins for the they're they're going to beat the Jaguars they're going to beat the Dolphins I think so you know the Colts they're, the Colts can put up a good fight but they're, they're the Bills I can see the Bills coming back and winning so they need to win this game this week at the uh, against the Colts to solidify their number one spot I uh, think is it this I think it's next I think oh they have a buy they have a buy they're both on Colts and Bills are or Pats are both on a buy this week that's next week okay week yeah so the, their next game is against yeah. the Colts okay so um, yeah so I mean that that's a must win for them. Um, and everyone else is still in the mix. You know, you have teams that that can win I mean, out. Look, and look, Kansas City—they've been playing. Their their defense is starting to catch fire. That's how they've been winning games. All it's going to take is the offense figuring it out. And are we going to be surprised when Kansas City ends up winning the the AFC? Right? Like right. when Kansas City ends up back in the Super Bowl because their offense is too good to be this stagnant. 
Yeah, and you have so you have the Titans who are very much in, in the mix. Obviously, that's they're, tough without Derrick Henry. It's tough without Derrick Henry, who they, is supposed to be back possibly Week 18. Yeah, for the they're, playoffs, they're so. also on a two-game losing streak, coming off a bye. This is a must-win for them. It's the Jaguars. They suck. Yes, uh, they need to. Win. They need to win this game because then they got the Steelers, 49ers, Dolphins, and Texans. They'll, they could beat the Dolphins. I mean, they could easily the go three and two. Down yeah, that stretch so they, they, the they need to. They need to win the. They need to win the games that they are supposed to win. Yes, and uh, and it's going to be hard without Derrick Henry. I mean, and then you have. The Ravens, who have been playing fine, this is going to be a big game Massive at the, game against Cleveland at the today. Browns. Uh, then you have the Packers, then the Bengals, the Rams, and Steelers. That is not an easy schedule for mm-hmm. the Ravens at all. Tough um, for them. The Bengals are also still in it. So th- that, that is a very tough schedule. Yeah, the, the, the AFC North is going to be come down to a wild finish. I mean, yeah. all those teams are good and competitive. Agreed. And, Agreed. and so, so, you know, th- these... The Ravens could easily slip down and and you know be a wild card contender maybe, but they're not winning. They could go two and three um, in these last couple games easily. Um, they haven't missed really, the playoffs. Yeah, missed the playoffs. They haven't played well. so really anything can happen here. Same with Bengals and the Bills need to win. The Bills, you know, they have a tough schedule as well. They have I Chiefs, mean, they, Ravens, Browns. They've got to be the most disappointing team this year, right? Yeah, the, like the the Bills. Yeah, the Bills are supposed. To, yeah, the Bills have the Bucks, which is a tough game. Panthers, they have the Pats again, Falcons and Jets, so they can go three and two, um, but probably still aren't winning the division at that. Still point. are not winning, yeah. So it's really it's 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 a crazy, definitely disappointing season for the Bills. Um, at you know they lost a couple tough games in there, but really the AFC is up for grabs. Yeah. Um, and I think the Patriots, if they continue playing well, uh, they'll they'll be the number one seed. Um, but it's 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 close. You know, anything yeah. can happen. Uh, not, not not so much the case in the NFC. The NFC is, I agree. I mean, it looks like Arizona, the Arizona or Green Bay. It's gonna be one of them, I think, at the one seed. Um, Your Cowboys are in. Cowboys, it. Cowboys are gonna make the playoffs. They'll win the division. Yeah, um, I think they're two and a half games up. It's yeah. gonna be hard for anybody I mean, to make that. They can up. get a win today against Washington. Did you know I that? Think that'll be. Speaking of that, did you know that the Cowboys flew in yes, benches? I saw. What's this. up with that? Well, one, it's more an indictment on just how trash FedEx Field it's is so in bad. the stadium. It's um, so bad for the football team. That, Washington football and team. I look, I get it. It's the it's the it's the away bench, like. But they I mean, flew that in. Seri- yeah, just but so they flew in like heated benches. For- That's ridiculous. By the way, but the Cowboys are definitely uh, definitely in it. Um, they had a big win against the Saints last week, and then yeah. they're going to win the division. They're going to make it to the playoffs. Uh, Kyler Murray's back from injury this week for the Cardinals. Um, yeah, he played last week. Played all right. They definitely wanted yeah. to get him uh, get him going. Um, yeah, as far as though that team goes, I mean they they've looked like the best team all year. Um, whether or not they can hold on, um, I mean they should. I mean, but look, the Rams are a good team. Yep. Green Bay, Green Bay, uh, Green Bay can go on a tear. Tampa can go on a tear. The Cowboys and cards do still play each other yep so they drop a game somewhere else along the way you never know i think i think again i think from top to bottom the the nfc is stronger i think the playoff scenarios are a little more cut and dry here yeah um but i I think from top to bottom it is stronger um you have the washington football team on a five game winning streak yeah or four straight look at that yeah. From two and six, six and six, they're they're a wild card contender. Yeah, they are. So um, you, ha- and you, I also, you know, you don't want to bet against Tom Brady in the end of the year. Yeah, um, he's gonna he's gonna crank it up. I think he's had a dis, even though they're nine and three. I think he's had a disappointing season to him. People thought they were gonna go undefeated for some reason. 
Aaron Rodgers might be playing the best football of his career right now. Wild, yeah. Um, so really, I mean, th- these are good teams. I think the talent is better in the NFC than the AFC right now. Um, and I think, you know, Cardinals can pull away here. Packers can pull away. And then Tom Brady can gear it up. It- it'll be interesting to see uh, the NFC playoffs. To, to me, yeah, I think it's going to come down to which, as it does a lot of years uh, in the NFL, and this goes for the AFC as well, which yeah. defense in the next three to four, you know, with, with the two to three games left in the season really catches fire. Right. Because that's what we've seen yeah. the last couple of years is the defense that's playing the best is the one that's won the Super Bowl uh, yep. going into the playoffs. And that's what's, I mean, that's what happened with the Pats, or not the Pats, sorry, uh, to, I mean, that's happened with a lot of the Pats teams. Right. Uh, but it's happened to Tom Brady again last year, you know, the Bucks, their defense really stepped it up yep. to close up the season. Yep. They were definitely the best defense down the stretch. They won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, um, and so it'll be interesting to see. And, and the, I mean, the NFC, their teams are playing really well. The talent is much better, I think, than the AFC. The AFC teams have been too rocky. Um, they've been good, bad, good, bad, good, bad all yeah. season. Uh, and it's evidence. I mean, the uh, Patriots are number one seed at 9-4 and four, or 9-3. and three. Um, Which testament to Bill Belichick again that just proving he is nine and four the best coach in it's the league. It's truly unbelievable. I mean, it's not like Mac Jones has had some incredible season. I mean, the, the kid throws like five yards, yeah, every single play, and that that's it. I mean, like, and I like Mac Jones. I think he's going to be a good a good quarterback for the Patriots. But uh, he's no. He, I mean, it's not like he's having an unbelievable rookie season, right? Um, so it's really it's really his testament to Bill, Bill Belichick. Um, but yeah, that's it. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back. A couple weeks. A couple weeks. A couple weeks. Yeah. So everyone have a good yeah, holiday season. Yeah, probably won't season. have a show this next week, but yeah. hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get back at it soon. If you're traveling, travel safe travels. If you need something to watch, watch Drive to Survive. Um, and yeah, good luck this week. <laughs>